Welcome to 45 Forward, the beginning of the rest of your life. Each week, host Ron Roel and his guests discuss topics of interest to many listeners in their 40s and beyond, including retirement, caring for aging parents, health, lifestyle, and more. It's time to think ahead to the next half of your life, and we'll help you plan it with ease. Now, here is Ron Roel. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of 45 Forward, where our mission is to help you, our listeners from Los Angeles to Long Island, age successfully, making your second half of life even better than the first. As with many challenges in life, having the right right mindset is the key to success, and so it is with the process of aging. Understanding the mindset of seniors, not just at a clinical level, is vital to providing the services they need and ensuring that they live the best lives possible. But how do you know what seniors really want? What are they thinking at a deeper level, and how do we ask questions that get to these answers? In today's episode, Deanne O'Rear Cameron, a personal development consultant, aging place specialist, and senior advocate, relates how her many experiences in the senior and healthcare fields have helped gain valuable insights into both the mindset of seniors as well as the mindset of the culture that cares for them. Deanne, who serves as chair of the Las Vegas Senior Citizens Advisory Board, as well as posts on multiple other councils and organizations, talks about how to teach seniors and the rest of us through a distinctive process of repetitive education, not repetition that's fun, that's fun, not just the same old dry information and advice. Share, care, and ask a lot of questions of seniors, she says. And if you're not sure what the answers are, ask again. Deanne's approach teaches seniors how to be proactive about their life rather than reactive. Not being prepared for getting older creates anxiety, but we can use motivating solutions to address the inevitable challenges of aging. If you want to be a dancer at 90, Deanne says, you need to be active in your 50s and 60s. And even as you get older and less active, you can enjoy things in a different way. You can go out there in your mind. Where the mind goes, the body follows, she says. Aging the place should always include mindset among its guiding principles. Indeed, the best anti-aging tool we have is our mind. So with that in mind, it's time to meet today's guest, Deanna Rear Cameron. Deanne, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. I feel absolutely wonderful to be here with you today. Now, it's great to have you. Um, so uh, let me just, you know, if you don't mind, just give us a quick recap of your career. You've done a lot of different things, but just, you know, a little bit of a sense of how you got to the, your passion of dealing with mindset. Well, it started, this is going to sound funny. It sounds like I'm doing this big story, right? I, it started 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. So 30 years ago, I stumbled across a franchise and I had in mind a different franchise, but you know, sometimes you're just guided in directions and it was in human development and management training. And what I absolutely loved about this type of work that I was introduced to, or shall I say career was it was all about mindset and utilizing spaced repetition. So repetitive learning so that we can get into our subconscious, you know, new ideas, Mm -hmm. new programming. And it was very interesting because I started working in the corporate world and I would see a lot of resistance in various ways. And then it kind of turned into individuals because I realized that it is individuals that make up a corporation. Mm-hmm. individuals that make up a department. And one thing led to another, and I got into just so many different, obviously public speaking, uh, doing workshops and seminars, just hoping that outside of the program that I was offering, 
that people would actually take the opportunity to learn their mind, Mm -hmm. to understand the process of their mind. Now, when I moved to Las Vegas, I ended up in healthcare. And it was interesting. I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do after selling some businesses I had. And in this mindset information, I kind of went in and out of as a career. Mm -hmm. And that's because what? We get distracted, right? So I'm the perfect (laughs) example. (laughs) And it was interesting because I came here, I got in healthcare. And of course, with our demographics here in Las Vegas, that honestly got me right into seniors because Mm -hmm. it's mostly seniors that go into the healthcare, predominantly anyway. Mm -hmm. And it was rather interesting because I just started really getting to know them and their mind and their experiences. And that really got me going again in this world of mindset and helping people and teaching them. So it all kind of went full circle. I became the advocate. And during my advocacy, I was noticing the way that we interact with seniors. Sometimes it's so clinical and we need to go deeper than that. We need Mm -hmm. to truly Mm -hmm. understand this programming that's going into their mind for an extensive amount of years compared to a lot of us that are working with them. Right, right. So it was kind of interesting how it all came full circle again. Yeah, yeah. Well, one of the interesting things these days is uh, in terms of really defining what seniors are. I mean, that's, you know, longer, healthier lifespans uh, for many people have really changed the game and changed the perception. So, you know, years ago, it was a little simple. Oh, seniors. Okay. Uh, generally, 65 plus, you know, go on Medicare, you know, Social Security, that's a senior. But of course, now that's not really true anymore. You can, you know, uh, you know, for example, you know, where I am, um, the average age of seniors who go to um, senior centers is 83. So people, you know, there's this period where people really aren't sure what they are. And of course, you know, in my generation, baby boomers, they, they don't want to ever say they're seniors. <laughs> we're, we're never really seniors. We're just, we're just a little older, you know, that's all. Um, and so, um, you know, how do you, how does that affect, you know, um, your, your, uh, exploration of mindset of, of, of a gradual, you know, changing of, of feelings about what, what it means to be a senior? Well, it comes twofold. Mm-hmm. So for the senior themselves, it literally is getting them to understand that denial does not change it. Right. And that it's okay to mm-hmm. be considered a senior. And I know I've been on several webinars where they did surveys and they're now liking to be called older adults. Uh And I can understand why they're wanting to go to a new term. Why? Because the word senior has been a stigma for so long. Right. We literally turned it into a stigma instead of understanding the blessing that it is to be able to grow older. Right. That is not a privilege that everyone gets. Right. So if we kind of change the way we look at things, then the things we look at change. And that is something from Mr. Wayne Dyer that I really held on to in my education on mindset, because that's what we need to do. And when they're looking at this stigma and they're hearing it and we're we're just we're exasperating it so many times in society. Right. And then it's always in their mind. And then that repetition goes into place, right? But that's right. all they're hearing. Right. But they don't have to accept it as such. We choose how we accept things. Right. Right. And then from an industry standpoint, understanding that in the mindset of a senior, that's not what they want to hear. 
They don't want to hear about the fears of aging. Mm -hmm. They want to be educated in a way that is more hopeful. Right. And I've always noticed so much in the industry is fear driven. So for instance, I teach fall prevention Mm -hmm. and I noticed a lot of other people that teach it, you know, they'll show the pictures or even the the advertisements on TV of people at the bottom of the stairs, they can't get up, you know, they show all these things. And I don't think that fear is the way that we should motivate people when we're talking about aging. Right. Right. I think we need to talk about being active. We need to talk about all the opportunities that are still there. And that where the mind goes, the man follows. So maybe you don't have the mobility anymore. Well, let's do some some use with this wonderful faculty that we have called imagination. We can go there in our mind and it will bring us that same feeling of joy. Right, right. And then we can watch programming where we can live vicariously through others. Mm -hmm. There's a Mm -hmm. lot of different ways that we can help with this stigma. Right. And I think if we as a society start to really focus on that and understanding, most importantly, that we are all aging every day, right? every hour, every minute, we're aging from the minute we come out into this world. Right. And if we understand that, I think that helps take the stigma away as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I remember years ago, um, my older brother gave me an article at the time he, he was, uh, he had a PhD in uh, neurosciences. And um, it was, um, it was an article about uh, a researcher who was, you know, planting electrodes in different parts of the brain and stimulating it. And what he discovered, I think his name was Delgado, um, that um, the, the images that would flash, before, you know, in the person's mind, uh, were indistinguishable from actual memories versus what was actually happening right then. So your point about, you know, you can create a mindset from many different, you know, uh, stimuli, not just, you know, um, you know, can you actually, you know, you know, press, you know, <laughs> 200 pounds again, you know, you could, there are lots of things you can do. So I think that's a very interesting point you raise. Um, at the same time, you also mentioned that there, there are certain inevitable things that happen to you as you get older. And so I think that's another aspect that we've talked about, which is, you know, basically acceptance of some of these things and rather than denial about, and, and some things are difficult, like um, uh, besides the stigma, there is the issue of isolation, right? That you do, you know, inevitably for lots of reasons, you know, there, a lot of seniors end up being alone, Um and, uh, you know, you lose family, your friends move away, uh, you're less mobile. Um, so how do you deal with, um, you know, keeping that positive mindset among seniors as they deal with these inevitable challenges? Well, that's that's been the biggest question of the year, right? Because mm-hmm. of the isolation from not being able to leave the house. Right. And what happens is that gives a lot more time to think. And thinking can be that one thing that you don't want if you haven't learned how to control your thoughts. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because what happens is when a senior is isolated, or any of us for that matter, we have so many thoughts going on. We have whatever's on TV coming into our mind. And we drink in some of these thoughts without even knowing, like it's a a fantastic glass of water on a hot summer Las Vegas day. We just drink it down. Mm -hmm. And we don't even think about what we're thinking about. 
So when a person is dealing with isolation, the first thing is making sure you're getting activity, Mm -hmm. you know, whether that's a crossword puzzle, if you do have great mobility, or if you're, you know, middle age or even younger, because once again, we're all aging. (laughs) Right. And we want to start now, you know, it would be something around the house that you can do, you know, at a time when you're on, you know, staying at home orders, what a perfect time that was to reorganize your house for seniors, reorganize your trinkets, right? To look at things around your place that could cause an incident for you. Right. I mean, there's so many opportunities of things that you can do to make it better that also keep your mind alert and busy. And that's what I always say, keep your mind busy, but we want to keep it busy with the right things, things that make you feel good, because when you feel good, you'll take a good action. Right. That's really about what activity is, is action. Right. Right. You know, I think that um, um, one of the things we've talked about in our previous conversations, too, is that you mentioned about asking questions. I think this is really a key. Um, And your your line was share care and ask a lot of questions. Um, And I I find myself, too, when I'm in situations where uh, I'm not sure what's happening, I realize you're not asking enough questions. <laughs> Keep asking until you, you know, get, you feel like you have the answers that, you know, reflect the person's feelings. And um, so talk a bit about how you ask questions of people. Absolutely. So questions in my world of mindset are everything because to understand where we are as in terms of our mind, in terms of our life, it takes questions to find out. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that is most people don't even know exactly what's going on in their mind. The average person, unless, of course, they've done some mind work. And this is especially true with seniors because they have had quite a few more years, depending on their age, of course, uh, if they're entry level or, you know, a little bit older, they have a lot more years of programming. And they also have a lot more years of culture, whatever mm-hmm. their culture is, of living of experiences, habits, all these things are making up their subconscious programming, which tends to go on autopilot. Right. So if you're on autopilot, you don't even really know your own answers at times. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So it's kind of nice when you ask questions, that's the reasoning with questions, but you keep asking them because as you go deeper, you learn things. And that's why one of the things I have uh, taught people to do is ask questions of themselves as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's what I like to do with seniors. If they're feeling a certain way, they can ask themselves questions, right? Why do I feel this way? What was I watching? What was I just thinking? And you can start to find the direct correlation to where you're at mm-hmm. and you're thinking. And especially when we're in the senior industry and we are giving information to them, we want to make sure that they're receiving this information. And many times they're kind of in denial. Well, why are they in denial? That's how you find out. You mm-hmm. ask those questions. Right, right. So what sorts of questions are, are you talking? Is it just like, well, what, what's, what's on your mind? Where, you know, where, where are you going? What are you feeling? What do you need? What, what sorts of questions? For me, my favorite questions are just to ask about their life. Uh-huh. Twofold. One, because I get the information too, because they have so many nuggets. Mm-hmm. They have so many experiences and wisdom. And I can learn from it as well. 
And I make right. it a challenge for me to learn as well as find out about their past, their culture, so that I can come to them with the proper information and understand. Right. Okay. So they came up from this culture. In this culture, seniors are revered, or they came up in this culture. Well, mm, there's a little bit of stigma going on here. Mm-hmm. And that helps me to understand. Right. You know, and typically we have intake sheets, but we don't ask anything that's mind related most of the time. Hmm. Just physical, medically related. Yes. Depending on, of course, who's there, you know, for the intake, it could be for mental health and they will. Right. But are you talking about intake for these uh, facilities or are they just uh, health facilities or what, where are you taking them into? Basically for the facilities, for any kind of home care, Mm -hmm. uh, any kind of products or services that they might need. We all ask questions because we want to know, you know, what is the best fit for them? And that's one of the reasons those questions need to be asked, but going deeper into their minds so we can find a good fit, the proper fit. Yeah. I think a lot of times our tendency is to go for those, uh, what are referred to ADLs, right? Activities of daily living. You know, can you do this? Mm -hmm. Can you bathe yourself? Can you eat? Can you clothe? Can, you know, can you walk and so forth? Which is important, but then beyond that, I think that that you're absolutely right. That getting into someone's mindset is really critical. Um, and, and I, uh, you know, so we're gonna we're gonna continue along this line of questioning. I, th- I think this is fascinating. Uh, so, um, uh, but we're gonna uh, take a short break in a few in a few seconds. So, uh, but when we come back, we'll be talking much more with you, Deanne, Oriar Cameron. There's much more to go, folks. So don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. A brave heart is anyone with the courage to be of service to others. If you have that courage, then Brave Hearts Radio with Brian Reinbold is for you. Even if you aren't yet, you'll want to still tune in to get inspired, create your own story to share, and change your life for the better. Listen to the stories of service and courage shared by amazing guests and your input, too. Listen for Brave Hearts Radio, Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember, doing good anywhere does good everywhere. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies Radio Show with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. You're listening to 45 Forward. To reach Ron Rowell or his guest on the program, please send an email to ron.roel at gmail.com. That's ron.roel at gmail.com. Now back to 45 Forward. Welcome back, folks. We're talking today with Deanne O'Rear Cameron, uh, understanding the mindset of seniors, and in doing so, understanding our own mindset about what it means to be an older person in our society. So before the break, we were talking about how we ask questions of seniors. And I think this, to me, is really a critical, you know, component of, of understanding mindsets. And, um, you know, I, I do know that, you know, I think there's often resistance when people are asking questions of you 
Uh, I think that per, the, the question asker is often the person in authority. And I think there's some resistance to, you know, being questioned and, um, you know, responding to, you know, with sort of a, well, I already gave you the answer to that question. Why do you keep asking me that question? So uh, tell me what, uh, how you get past that and, and what, what are the real key questions for you? For me, there's several key questions. The, the, the key and overall objective for questions is just really honestly getting to know them and gaining trust. Mm -hmm. You know, that's how you build a relationship. You get to know each other. Right. And questions are how you get to know each other. And my favorite question, no matter who I'm working with, but especially with seniors, is what is it that you really want? Mm -hmm. Because we want to find out where their mind is. If they're saying, I want to be able to be active, or I want to be able to, you know, get out of the house, or I want to be able to insert whatever that is, their answer is, that tells us what their objective is. Right. And then once we find out what that is, then we want to expand on that and maybe ask them, what does it feel like? If you could picture yourself right now with what you really want, what does that feel like to you? Mm -hmm. And then remind them of the action steps that they may need to take so mm -hmm. that they can get whatever it is that they really want. Most of the time, it's more independence right? It's more mm -hmm. something. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we're there because we want to give them that. Right. So that's why this line of questioning is good so that we can find out and help them get there and work around what their subconscious autopilot is trying to do and negate against everything. That's why right. you get those responses. It's just an autopilot response. So we have to work around that mm -hmm. and we have to get them thinking consciously about what they want help them to use their senses, right? Hear, right. smell, taste, touch, right? You know, all your senses that you have, right? You know, right. help them get there. Even if it's through a memory, you know, sometimes I'll be in their place and I'll, I'll see something that I can just tell has probably got a story behind it. Right. And I'll ask about that. Right. So right. see questions come in so many forms while you're building that relationship. And remember again, this works for everything. Right, right. <laughs> and it also is something we can use on ourselves. And then I show the seniors how to ask questions of themselves right. and be truthful with themselves. And then that helps them not to object to their own self. Right, right. You know, I think one of the issues is I think as these questions come up, you know, often they're, you know, for adult children engaging their older, older children dealing with older parents, yet older parents. Um, and you know that what we forget is that we, when we're doing that, we don't we've we're developing a new kind of relationship. That's not the relationship we had when we were you know children. Um, and I think people realize that and and feel. Um, I think there's this um, confusion about uh, okay, now I'm the parent to my parent. When it's like no, you're just you know a, a, you know an adult child dealing with an older parent. You you just have a different kind of relationship. And I think that one of the frustrations is um, that, um, you know, that again, the stereotype often the adult children are trying to get their parents to take some sort of action, as you mentioned, um, whether they need to think about their house or what's going forward. And so there's the stereotypical, oh, seniors always last, wait till the last minute, you know, they resist doing things, um, 
which as you point out is, is true of a lot of us, <laughs> not just seniors. So, but but it is true that that um, you know, especially as you get older, when you do have certain needs, the longer you put things off, the, the sometimes the fewer options you have. So so how do you get beyond that, uh, Deanne, about you know the, the notion of you know, don't wait to the last minute. Well, one of the things I like to expand on with them is the same way we have seasons in weather, Mm -hmm. we have seasons in life. Right. And if we kind of chunk it down and look at our our life as seasons, that once again takes the stigma out of our own mind about aging. And that's Mm -hmm. exactly what they need. And if we help them to understand through questioning and trying to have them consciously aware that, hey, you're going to go into another season. And uh, we don't know what's going to happen in that scene, season, mm-hmm. excuse mm-hmm. me. So let's be proactive to giving it a chance to be the best in that season. And honestly, our later season is our best. Mm-hmm. Most times you, you have retirement. So you're no longer working maybe for someone else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you get to work on you. That's beautiful. So right. why not plan for that? Why not plan the trips you might take? Why not plan the the house you're going to be in? And maybe you're in something larger now and you're going to want to downsize because, hey, you don't want to have to have so many to do's later. Or maybe it's the opposite. So then you need to plan on who's going to help you in case you have mobility. Right. The number one thing we need to do is plan financially. Right. Because one of the things that I see happen is people go into retirement at a certain place in time, not knowing and understanding that we can have happenings like we've just had that can be a complete reset to all of us. Right. And now we have to change the way we think all of us together. Right. Right. So we want to have an open mind is what I really would love to see more of with the seniors and what I explore with them. And then I go back to that imagination again, Mm. imagine what you want that, that season to be like. And when you're in that season, what would your needs be? What would your activities be? Right, right. What would your life be? Where would you live? And get them to think about these things so they can start designing that now. And then as you age and these lovely little quirks come along. <laughs> right. And sometimes they don't, right? It depends on each person's different. But if these quirks come along, then all you're doing is making adjustments to the plan. Right. But right. not to the vision. They need a vision. It does not mean that you can no longer truly live. And in fact, it's quite the opposite if you plan it right. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think the seasons is a very apt analogy. And I think certainly, you know, yes, uh, as we get older, it is sort of the autumn of our lives. But, but you know, what's distinctive about autumn in most in many places is the, you know, the brilliance of the foliage. You know, there, it's a, there's a certain brilliance and a certain, uh, you know, tranquility. I think that people, you know, there's a there are a lot, a lot of studies about people actually being you know happier or more fulfilled in their 70s and 80s than you know, their younger years. Um, so I think that that you, there is a lot to be to be plan to plan for and to be thankful for. Um, and, and just in terms of um, you know you know reducing that anxiety of not knowing what's going forward, I think that's a, a something you've talked about quite a bit. Is how do you uh, you know, counter that anxiety by being prepared. Um, I love your example of fall prevention cycle. Like, you know, um, you know, 
picture yourself being healthy, not falling down. And that's what you're looking for. You're looking to do things in your house that will keep you looking that way. Yeah. 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 Um, so um, let's take another look at, uh, you mentioned this um, space repetition. So talk to me a little bit more about that. What's your methodology in, in that? Well, space repetition, when I first learned about it, honestly, I'm, I'm going to be honest here, right? That's what we all want. Right. Uh, it was almost a little annoying to me at first because I have a mind that goes pretty fast. Mm-hmm. I like movement. I like to learn. I like to soak it in and move to the next thing. So 30 years ago, which was also in my 20s, it was interesting because I really started to settle into this. And one of the things that really helped me is to understand that space repetition has been used so often. And it's most often used, you can see it in advertising. Mm -hmm. So like, for instance, Kleenex, it's actually a tissue. But what we'll do is say, can I have a Kleenex? Mm-hmm. See, because see how the programming has worked because we've had the repetition of those commercials in front of us. And then we call all the brands a Kleenex mm-hmm. at Coca-Cola does that. Right. Right. You think of a, a cold soda, especially with seniors, because Coca-Cola was the more predominant one then. Right. So it's kind of interesting how we already have that programming, but to learn it for our own lives. And especially when we are trying to reprogram our subconscious, because you see all of our habits and our beliefs and our actions, everything sits in our subconscious Mm -hmm. and it becomes a programming. And so what happens is we react, we live, we do everything from there. And it can only accept our conscious is where we accept or reject things, our conscious portion of our mind. So what that means is when something comes in and we accept it, We have to continue to do that for it to become a new program. Mm -hmm. So we're not trying to dissect the old programming with a senior. We're just trying to find out the programming. What has them in this mindset? How can I help them? And once again, that goes back to the questions. And then what has to happen is we will tell them what a solution might be, what an Mm -hmm. action might be. Well, that's not going to be the only time that we tell them. And especially when it comes to educating seniors. So everybody's always out there doing seminars, education, uh, maybe a free dinner when everything's, you know, completely open to go to dinner, right? Mm -hmm. No, Mm -hmm. and it's kind of amazing to me how they'll get that one shot, but they need to hear it again. And so if you're not understanding why they're not being, you know, action driven in that moment, it's because they need to hear it again Mm -hmm. and again and again. I mean, think about the difference in your 20s. You're only programmed up to 20 something mm-hmm. versus in your 60s, 70s, 80s. Look at the, the vast amount of programming you've had. So it's literally about having to do a repetitive set so that we can get it accepted into our subconscious mind. And I know that gets you know a little into science there, but this science is tried and true. Yeah. Yeah. So just getting that repetitive nature of educating ourselves and at the same time, educating our seniors. Right. Right. Yeah. I think that this reminds me a lot about just the, the sort of the technology of habit forming um, mm-hmm. in our lives. How do we create habits and habits are strong things and they're hard to break. And when you want to change them, it requires sort of 
changing the direction of, you know, your, your pathways in the brain. And you, you, as you said, you go to this, these auto responses and you, you want to create a new pathway. So in order to do that, the old pathways are pretty well worn. The new ones are not. So you need to be, you know, repeat them. And, and I think also one of the keys that I, I believe is also just, um, uh, you know, if you, if you want people to do something different and develop a new habit, like, well, well what? It's not just a matter of breaking that the old habits, like breaking it with what, what substitutes, you know, what thoughts substitute for those old thoughts. So I think that's, you know, that's a key that you're mentioning. Yeah. Um, and I think that um, one of the things that, that we've talked about before too, is, is that, you know, we do talk about seniors, but that a lot of these things that you're talking about um, in, in terms of changing direction or, or looking at the future really uh, required us apropos of, of my show's name, 45 Forward. It really is, you know, important for this demographic before you reach, you know, traditional senior age. Talk about that too, that in, in looking at a lot of your programs, you've noted that that th th this kind of support is not for the, you know, the, the you know, the 50s and 60s age group. Absolutely. This, everything we're talking about today, honestly, is for all ages. It's, it's more important, I think, when we're talking about seniors, mm -hmm. because we are in that particular season. But going back to what we've talked about before, if we're planning for that season, then we should be doing that, obviously, earlier, 40s and 50s, 100%. I mean, honestly, I know in many places, right, in ARP, mm -hmm. it's 50, and you right. get your card. Right. Uh, you know, most of the communities that are geared towards seniors are 55 plus, which I'm now a plus and I'm proud <laughs> of it. But that's right. because I worked on my mind right. to know that that's a blessing. And I think that if we really start to look at this at a much earlier age, and that's why I love the name of your program, because if we're looking at something at the age 45, it makes complete sense that we will have a much better plan in place. And when something comes at us, that's a big distraction or that one incident that suddenly makes a change in our life, we've already got some stability because we've already worked on this. And then it's just a matter of going a different direction, but still using the same criteria because right. we've already kind of worked on our mind to understand this is what can happen in this season. This is what I expect to happen. And they don't always meet up the same. Right. And that's why it's so good to be proactive. And that comes in a package of so many different things. I mean, the same things that you have in the senior industry to help them with are the same things you can be talking to people already in their 40s. Right. It's just not a concept that's always used. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that um, when you're talking about the repetition, are you touch on this earlier, but I think in terms of, I think the problem with uh, repetition in society is we think of it just in, like in school, you know, like um, memorizing dates for the history class, you know, or just memorizing formulas for math or um, you know, chemistry or something. Whereas you know, you've talked about this repetition in, in, in sort of creative repetition in terms of having fun doing it. Expand on that a bit. Yes. And you touched base on what I love to touch base on. When we get our education, we literally are just taught to learn something, memorize it for a test. Mm -hmm. What we're talking about here is having fun by creating 
what it is that you want for that season. Mm -hmm. And literally we can create with our own mind. And part of that goes back to exactly what you said, because then when we are focusing our mind in a certain direction, what we end up doing is all the right steps to get in that direction. And it, it becomes the proper kind of autopilot, so to speak. But we're right. always checking back with ourselves. That's the difference. Right. We're always going back within and saying, is this still what I want? Mm-hmm. Because what you thought you wanted at 45 or 50 may change when you get to that season. Right. Right. And so that's why it's so important to always go back and make it fun. I mean, when I do my imagination, I have so much fun with it. I mean, I see myself frolicking on a tropical island at 90. I see myself, you know, dancing with the locals, doing whatever their local dance is with one of those fun little drinks, you know, but that's because I have a pretense towards, you know, the tropical feel. It makes me feel good. I love the breeze, the smell. And what I do is I sit there and I think about that Mm -hmm. sounds. And so if we're doing that and we do it through all the stages, then we're going to really get to know ourselves and what we really want. And we are going to be so much more aware of everything around us. And that's why it's good to be repetitive because Mm -hmm. we're not just trying to memorize what we want. We're trying to feel it. So we get there. Right. Right. And so you, you use the best possible terms, creative repetition, not just the same old, same old, Right. We're talking being creative so that it's in your mind. You're thinking about it. You're aware of it. You make decisions from it. Because when you make decisions from that place, you make informed decisions. Right. Decisions that fit your goal in your later season. Right. Right. Remember in one of our previous conversations, you were talking about, oh, you want to talk about financial planning? Hire a comedian. <laughs> yeah. you know, bring in uh, something that that makes it fun and makes it memorable. I think that's what. Yes. Uh, I think for me, you know, when I listen to good presentations, uh, I think, well, what made that so uh, memorable and impressionable for me? And a lot of times, it is humor. You know, it really is humor. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, so we're going to take another short break shortly. Um, but uh, before we uh, take the break, I just wanted to mention that uh, you can find much more about Deanne by going about on my website, robowellresources.com, clicking on the 45 forward tab, and uh, you can find out more about her, how to get in touch with her. Um, and then uh, also that she will, will, we will touch on this a little bit after the break, that you have a Facebook group, Mindset Matters and everything. Uh, so we'll touch on that when, you, when we come back and tell people what that's about, you know, if they can join, you know, what, what that involves. So, folks, um, once again, uh, we're going to take a short break. Uh, when we come back, uh, much more in the last segment with um, Deanne O'Rear Cameron. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Do you want to hear a show about football? How about football moms? What if we told you that was just a start? Tune in for Double Down with Garrett and Mack. Audrey Garrett and Jeracy Mack are moms to some well-known NFL players. Sure, they'll talk football and raising their kids to achieve greatness, but they'll also talk about community and world issues, motherhood, news, and lifestyle topics. Listen in every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England, along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week. And each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. You're listening to 45 Forward. To reach Ron Roel or his guest on the program, please send an email to ron.roel at gmail.com. That's ron.roel at gmail.com. Now back to 45 Forward. Welcome back, folks. We're talking today with senior advocate Deanna Rear Cameron about the senior mindset. Uh, just before the break, uh, we were talking about uh, Deanne's uh, Facebook group, uh, Mindset Matters and Everything. So tell us a bit more about the group, like Deanne, how it works, how do people join, what your, what your goals are. So it can be found just by entering that into Facebook. Mm-hmm. And the goals there for me are to help people with their mindset. Mm-hmm. It, it becomes so much more apparent to me what's going on and how I can help when they enter the group, there's just a couple of questions and those are not, you know, for everybody. So I'm not answering those just like we were talking about earlier. Right. (laughs) Right. right. Those are simply so that I know the proper information that they want to know on. And I am the type that I'm obviously I was an advocate for so long, but more than ever now. And for me, it's about giving back. It's about serving. It's about Mm -hmm. helping people to stay sane in an insane kind of world that we've had in the more recent year. Mm -hmm. And to do that, it's just giving little tips and tricks. And then monthly, I like to have what I call a type of masterclass or a workshop, that kind of thing, where I can go in deeper than of course, like what we're doing here, right? You know, something that each day they can review it and they can repetitively review it. That's why I do it that way. So that I leave whatever video I've done working with them that day up, you know, for the full week so that they can listen to it two or three times, whatever segment of it fits them. Mm-hmm. You know, one of my favorites is self-image actually, because that's a big one for seniors because their self-image takes a big hit. Right. Right. Yeah. And, um, I think also, you know, along with, um, you know, the isolation and the stigma and the the sometimes physical and cognitive challenges of getting older, um, you know, we're now in a period and, uh, you know, it's where where there's a lot of negativity, you know, let's put it neutrally like that. Um, And uh, it's tough. And without, you know, this setting aside the political dimensions of it, um, it is hard. So how do you how, how do you um, talk to seniors about feeling of how do you, you know, get past the negativity? What do you do with it? How do you process it? How do you make use of it if possible and to, to move yourself forward and, and keep you as positive as you can? Well, actually, it goes back to a conversation that you and I've had more recently mm-hmm. on reminding them to look at it as, first of all, it is what it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then we make it what it is from there. So we have a choice to take the negative and the positive. Every negative has a polar opposite, which is positive. Mm -hmm. And there's always a learning example. 
So as seniors are looking at what's going on, and if I find them to be very stressed and taking it in too much, I remind them that this is not the first they've seen and they're fine. Mm-hmm. They're here. They're with me. They're talking, you know, and I remind them all the time that that's how we have to do it. We have to change the way we look at things. Mm-hmm. So just because it's out there as a negative, let's take from it an opportunity to find the good, whatever that be. Now, every situation is going to be different, but I walk them through it. And once again, I ask questions. It goes back to those questions again. So why do you feel it's this way? And it typically goes back to that same programming because that's the way they will look at a distraction or an incident. What they do, honestly, is they're reacting. And see, when you react, you give control over to the situation or the other person. Mm-hmm. When you respond, you keep control. You keep uh-huh. control of yourself and your thoughts. And so that's one of the first things I do when there's a big negative like we've had in the world. It's like, find the positive in it. Mm-hmm. That we're all learning together instead of learning separately in our own little silos. We're together. It may not feel together, but we are because we're all in the same boat. And that's one of the things in the industry that I notice when there's a lot of negative. I remind everybody we can't work in silos anymore. We have to come together, ask the questions, find the answers, and go from there. Right. It really is about that. You know, I'll, I'll hear that stigma all the time, which is a negative, the stigma that we have out there, mm-hmm. you know, it'll be a phone call that we get, you know, on a senior and, uh, well, it's because they just didn't take action. They waited. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, we have to ask ourselves, wouldn't we maybe do that? We don't know. Mm-hmm. We have to check in with ourselves too. At times we didn't. And then we also, need to look at the why they did that and help them in that, help them not to do it again, instead of immediately putting this negative stigma on them, negative stigma on society. We really have to change the way we're looking at things and the way we're doing things. It really helps the seniors with the negative mindset. I noticed when I help them to learn from it, let them talk about past experiences that are similar because they do love to talk about it and get it out and communicate. But then I close that door and I say, well, what'd you learn from it? Well, let's mm-hmm. do that now. Let's do that now. So I can redirect their thoughts, which will eventually lead to a much healthier mindset. Right. Right. Yeah. As you've said before, just, just be aware of other people's minds. You're, you're not controlled by their mind. You're, you're just aware of what they're thinking. And I think mm-hmm. that's, again, I, I think that there isn't enough of that. You know, we, we go at, people with our mindsets and it's just like, well, let me just tell me what's on your mind, you know? And I think that's, um, I think just the awareness itself, it not, it's not agreement. It's just awareness. Like, Oh yes. yeah, I get, I get where you're coming from. I'm, I'm not in that place, but I get where you are now. And I think that's, it's so helpful in terms of breaking down the, you know, the barriers. I think one of the things people talk about is uh, being able to, um, you know, the classic sit down and have a meal with someone, you know, uh, it's, it's not the food literally could, could be partly, but it's basically the opportunity to have some time go as you're engaging a person and discovering them without interrogating each other or just learning about them, you know, in a, in a very informal, you know, natural way. And, um, you know, I, I think that that really helps. I think it's, um, 
Um, <laughs> breaking bread is, is a really a useful way of discovering people's mindset besides their appetites. <laughs> yes, it um, is. Yeah, yeah. One thing I wanted, this is a little bit of a side trip, but I, I did want to talk about, um, you know, your entertainment side. You know, I think that's a really interesting piece. You're laughing, but I think that's, you know, with you and your husband, uh, how does that tell, well, tell us what you do when you go out with um, your husband and uh, what sort of things you do and how it, how it informs the rest of your life. Uh, the other <laughs> side, I call that my fun release side. Uh-huh. <laughs> so my husband is a professional entertainer. Mm-hmm. And he has done quite a bit down on the strip and traveled, et cetera. And we went into how this translates into seniors is kind of interesting. So mm-hmm. we went into a senior community 12 years ago and he simply did his piano because he is a self-taught pianist and his personal music is a lot like Yanni. So it's very healing, you know, very soothing, puts you in a great place. Awesome for doing your imagination. Right. And it was kind of interesting because they saw the way he looked, you know, with all the bling and everything. And they said, uh, we know you can sing, sing. So we went back to that same community and sang. And the next thing you know, the phone blew up and we were going into all of the senior communities uh, on top of doing, you know, his regular entertainment that he did, which for a while he was in an amazing tribute show. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he wanted to be more of himself. And I can see why now that I've gotten to see the the full him, right? Mm-hmm. I asked uh-huh. him those questions. <laughs> right. What do you really want to do, honey? <laughs> and it just kind of came out and it's been an amazing ride. My background is strong in choreography and dance with only a little bit of singing. So it works out good. He's the main attraction. But mm-hmm. uh, it the best part for us is watching what it does to a room of people. Mm. Because you get in there and you start to entertain and they're not quite engaged with it yet. But as you're doing more and more of this music, especially with seniors of their time, it's amazing to watch all these things click. And the next thing you know, they are having such a good time. We have literally witnessed people coming in in a motorized wheelchair type thing. Uh And literally because their favorite song from the oldies comes on, they get out of the chair scares me sometimes right Uh (laughs) sign the the waiver (laughs) yes so for me it's about what happens to the mind when music enters and i know a little bit about that working with alzheimer's you know the cognitive side but being able to witness this so many times a week is nothing short of amazing Right. And that's what I like to use with seniors as well is music. I'll literally give them a CD of my husband's music and tell them just to use that when they're not feeling well, you know, whatever have you. And it's not because I'm trying to get his music out. It's because I know it works. Right. And I, and, and I tell them many other types and forms of music to, to do it with. Right. And then of course we love working with corporations because, you know, these are careers and workers that have been through a lot. Right. Right. Especially this last year and even prior to that, doing this work. And it just helps everybody to release. Right. Just release. Right. Yeah. Just let go for a while. Right. 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 How has COVID affected the way, um, you know, you do your business and wait and what you see? And in in, I mean, obviously, it affects the minds of seniors as it does everyone. Um, just give us some closing thoughts on, you know, COVID going forward. <laughs> Yeah. So COVID mind, in my opinion, was a real thing. It Mm -hmm. didn't have to be. 
but it was. I think, you know, a lot of people were not in control of the thoughts that were coming in. And as mm -hmm. I mentioned earlier, they took certain ones in like a tall glass of water when they thought it was a truth for them. And it's not, they didn't check it with themselves. They didn't check their own beliefs. And I think really, you know, moving forward, no matter what happens with this or anything else that comes our way, it's literally gaining access to your mind and understanding mm -hmm. how it works and that whatever you're programmed to think, do, it can be changed just right. by consciously being aware. It right. really is about that awareness. And there right. are tools that are tried and true to help a person do this. And that's what I help people with. And honestly, just really researching yourself, not mm -hmm. just you yourself, but information yourself. Make your right. own informed decisions. Don't choose a side. Choose your side. Mm -hmm. What's right for you. Right. Right. Each of us is made so differently. And yeah. it and what one person thinks and does and has habits of should not be ours. Now we can pick pieces and characteristics of people. Right. But we want to be our own self and right. we don't want to be isolated. Find ways to be active. Yeah. Be on those Zooms. Talk to family members. Get out of the house if you're, you know, in a in an area where it's okay to do so. Yeah. Yeah. And moving forward from COVID. Be active. Keep your mind and body active. Right. I think that, you know, what we were talking about just before this last piece um, about your, you know, your music and your entertaining side is also a, a clue, you know, that basically you have many tools, you know, to do this. And one of them is that on an emotional level, as opposed to just, a you know, an intellectual level, because mm -hmm. um, I think that that's often, you know, we respond in very differently, you know, emotionally to things. But that's something just to recognize in yourself is that that's part of your mindset. That's really, you know, an important piece of that. And that you can, you know, use that as a tool in, in times when, you know, the, the more rational side of you is not helping as much, you know, and what you need is that release that you've mentioned. So, wow, we can keep talking for a long time. So, um, uh, but before we close, I just want to make sure I thanked you at the end for a very stimulating conversation. Um, and I want to mention to folks, um, uh, if they miss our conversation uh, today, they can listen to it again in the, as a podcast on voiceamerica.com. Uh, just search for my show, 45 Forward. Uh, you can also find it on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, among other places. Um, or go to my website, 40roelresources.com, uh, and click on 45 Forward. Um, so if, you, if people have questions for you, comments, uh, your contact, uh, Diane, uh, your email, um, Deanne O'Rear at gmail.com. Is that right? Yes. And also age in place NV like Nevada at gmail.com. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. there's several, quite a few ways to reach me. Just search it and you'll find one of those ways. <laughs> Great. Okay. So folks, be sure to join me next Monday, 12 noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern. When I'll be talking with Wendy Weiss and Robin Berger Gaston about how seniors and really all of us can learn more about technology to help us age successfully. So until then, keep moving forward, 45 forward. Thank you for tuning in to 45 Forward. Please join your host, Ron Roel, for another great show next Monday at 12 noon Pacific time and 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We wish you a great week. <laughs>